Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Workers' Mic here on 720 WGN. We are powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm Ed Maher with the Midwest Coalition of Labor, and here with me is uh, my uh, trusty co-host, and that's Phil Davidson from the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council. Good morning, dude. What's happening, Phil? Not too much. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's cold this weekend. It was yeah. nice this week. You know, I think it's going to be nice again, but this, uh, I don't know, it was kind of a tease. Yeah, 60-degree weather in February is just hard to wrap my mind around. I, I like know. it, but yeah. it just feels I st- I'll still take it. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was a tease because it was nice, and now it's cold, and it's going to be nice again. But, like, yeah. Yeah, what was what the, the, the snow flurries on Friday and Saturday? Garbage. Oh, oh there were? Yeah. I was holed up somewhere in my basement. You must Didn't have even been notice. in yeah. the house watching, you know, really, really, like, uh, anti-spouse movies with your wife like <laughs> you were on right. Valentine's That's Day. That's what I was doing on Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, those people, check it out. about that. Uh, yeah, I'm just worried about mud season coming earlier and earlier now. Cause, That's a good point. You know, it's yeah. it gets bad, especially because the ground's so hard still. I've got a very fluffy dog with very white Ugh, fur. The worst. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so, absent today, we're, we're missing him, is Ken. Where's Ken, hmm. Phil? Interesting. Yeah, I was looking around the studio. I didn't see him. I know you Where's and I. Him? We're like uh, we're the Lou Gehrig's of the show. Yeah, I could be missing yeah, a Iron leg, Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, just falling over, and I'm I'm. We're in. here. Yeah. yeah, even Kevin. I mean, Kevin McDonough. He is uh, hobbling around the office with his with his boot, uh, and it's a nice boot. It is. You a know, nice he's got boot. crutches and a boot, so it must have been a pretty serious uh, accident. But that doesn't mean we're not going to still uh, poke a little fun. Only the best boots for Kevin. Yeah, Kevin deserves nothing but the best. Um, so before we get started, and before we get into what we're going to be talking about today, I wanted to uh, make a special announcement, and that is that next week on Friday, March first, the Workers' Mic is going to be hosting a live event at Cafe Bianda. So from uh, two to five... Event of the year, maybe? Is that, event, is that what people are saying about it? Could it could be the event of the year. I Put think it so. on your social calendar. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you know probably lines around the building. Probably. Probably. Um, and that's at... Uh, it's Friday, March 1st at Cafe Bianda from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. So it's an afternooner on a Friday afternoon. So if you can sneak away, come on over. It's at 1924 South State Street. Uh, we're going to be doing raffles. We're going to be raffling off some Blackhawks tickets. Happy um, hour. Yeah, happy hour. There's T-shirts. Uh, we'll have a whole bunch of guests. Uh, you can check out Kevin's boot. Hopefully, Ken is back. Sign the uh, boot. I think whether Kevin likes it or not, we're going to get like one of those really obnoxious silver yeah. sharpies and let people sign the boot. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll come up with something. But you're going to sign Kevin's boot because it'll make him feel better. Um, you know, he's still recovering from that disastrous basketball injury uh, out in the street in front of his house. So, best wishes to you, Kevin. Um, so, yeah, come on out. Next Friday, March 1st, Cafe Bianda, 2 to 5. It'll be awesome. We'd love to meet you and uh, look forward to seeing you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Yeah. So, as for today, uh, we have a great show today. We've got a couple of guests coming in. Yep. Uh, we have Joel Babbitt. He's coming in. He's the president of the Group Benefit Associates, GBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's talking a little bit about the open enrollment period that's currently ongoing for Midwest Coalition of Labor menus members for short-term disability. So, I have always heard so much about short-term disability insurance and why it's important and why you need it, uh, but I feel like I could learn a lot more. So yeah, I'm, you and I are both in the dark on that one. We, and I we, think a lot yeah. of a lot of people are. You always hear yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I got my life insurance, um, but he's here to talk short-term disability, and I'm here to I, I want to hear more. If because, you're in construction, especially, yeah, it seems pretty important. It's a very very good point, Phil. Yeah. Um, you absolutely need it if you're uh, if you're working construction. Um, and then we're also going to have Casey Martin. He's the president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union. Uh, talking Great about guy. Some, yeah, he really friend is. of the show. Friend of the show. He's been. I think this is the second time back. Yep. And um, 
he is just going to talk about all the programs that they have at the credit union that are basically like everything that a bank isn't. Where yeah. If you fall on hard times or you need a, a hand, you just give a call and they figure out a way to help or you know delay a payment or something. So um, you know, stick around. Uh, the guests we're going to have, it's going to be great. Um, so we'll get into that uh, shortly. But uh, I wanted to give an update on something that we've talked about several times here on the show, and that is the um, the pause on natural gas um, infrastructure repairs that, uh, you know, it got paused yeah. and frozen for the year here in Chicago. I by saw a couple of ads about this recently. That's right. So the Illinois Commerce Commission uh, froze all of this back in December. They stopped all, um, you know, all modernization work for the whole calendar year of 2024, uh, wiped out a thousand jobs just in the city of Chicago. And it's crazy because these pipes need to be fixed. They're, you know, some of them in, in many cases, you know, 70, 80 years old in the ground and they're leaking uh, and it's hazardous and nothing's being done with it right now. So there's an a, environmental hazard and a personal safety hazard, right? That, that's for sure. Both. I mean, yeah. The personal safety for gas leaking up through the ground, gas potentially leaking into your home. Um, and it's and it's being done to sort of expedite, to artificially expedite the um, decarbonization to just say, like, all right, we're going to move from natural gas to electricity yeah. right now. And yeah, not city, something you can do with a snap of fingers, typically. That's for sure. And yeah. the city council of Chicago has sort of doubled down on this by pushing a bill um, that would ban natural gas hookups on new residential construction. So mm-hmm. think about that. If you're buying a house uh, and you can't have natural gas... You've then got to, um, you know, have an electric furnace, have everything powered through electricity, um, and it's triple the cost per right. BTU to heat your home through this. So, right. um, you know, there have been ads attacking the move, and just this week, uh, Governor Pritzker came out with an ad defending the move, uh, you know, and defending his appointees, I think the majority of which who have not been confirmed, um, who made this decision, you know, who are, you know, let's say decarbonization czars uh, for states all across the Midwest. Um, but it's an ongoing fight, and I think um, you know they're 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 coming for gas stoves in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. Um, so this fight continues, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because both sides uh, seem pretty dug in. Uh, but I think the weather's nice right now. But when we had it cold in January, everybody was uh, relying on those natural gas furnaces, and in my neighborhood, we lost electricity a few times. Yeah, and if you lose electricity and you have an electric furnace. Guess what, pal? Your house is cold and you have no electricity. So, right, right. Uh, I forgot. My mom used to say something about too many eggs in one basket, but uh, you know, I can't. Uh, I can't quite remember. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> one of those folkisms, right? Well, yeah. let's hope it gets resolved quickly because yeah, that's a lot of workers that uh, are uh, are losing out on those hours, and um, you know, especially they can use it at this point in time in these slow winter months. Yeah, there's a lot of not a lot of work happening. And just the um, you know the whole idea of uh, as I think we discussed before, we certainly support the move to green energy. It's it's no common. question. Right. It's, it's got to happen. But it's yeah. it's one of those things where um, it's not as though you could make the you could get rid of all the gas stations today. No, no. Uh, because there are electric cars on the road. You still the transition takes time. Yeah. Um, and oddly enough, the the ICC which froze the um, the development on the natural gas lines. They also cut even more for grid improvements on electric. Hmm. So it's like you're trying to push people onto an electric grid that already can't handle it. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're stopping the enhancements on the grid. So hmm. I don't know what they're doing. I'm pretty sure they don't know what they're doing. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but check it out. And if you're sort of against the war on natural gas, uh, you know, talk to uh, – give a call over to the good people at the uh, Illinois Commerce Commission and tell them to uh, – I don't know. 
think about this again. Think yeah. about it a little bit harder. Yeah, so, revisit it. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, I'll get off my soapbox. Hold okay. on a second. I'm going to step down off my soapbox. He's um, off. Okay. All right. I'm down. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Joel Babbitt. He's the president of GBA talking about short term disability. So stick around. We'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsors here at the Workers Mike on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers Mike, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to the Workers' Mic here on 720 WGN. I'm Ed Maher, here with Phil Davidson. And as we said at the top of the show, uh, we are joined by a guest today, and that is Joel Babbitt. He is the president of Group Benefit Associates. Welcome to the show, Joel. Thank you. Welcome to be here. Yeah, so the um, we had said earlier that for members of unions that are part of the Midwest Coalition of Labor, right now they're in the middle of an open enrollment session for uh, short-term disability insurance. And, you know, I've always heard a lot about short-term disability. I think you get it often through your employer, but um, I feel like there's not a ton of really deep knowledge. So tell us a little bit about um, about the open enrollment and then maybe just a little bit about what short-term disability insurance really is and what it does. Yeah, happy to do so. So the Midwest Coalition of Labor, along with the locals that you're affiliated with, have put together a short-term disability plan. And most people, they think disability primarily either may come from their health and welfare fund, but the reality is it's simply not an adequate benefit. Mm-hmm. A lot of the health and welfare funds may provide 250 or $350 a weekly benefit right. that's fully taxable. Won't cover your mortgage. It's not going to cover your mortgage. It won't, won't cover put, your groceries. It won't right. put food on the table. Yeah. I mean, your, your children may be in a private school and the tuition and let alone utilities and putting gas in your car and making a car payment. And so most people just simply don't have adequate resources in the event that they're not able to work for two, three, four, five months or whatever. And so one of the areas that we've been working with on the labor side since the mid to late 90s is on short-term disability because there is just such a need for it. And so the way the program works is after 14 days of being injured, ill, or pregnant, Mm -hmm. then you're you're eligible to start collecting and receiving a benefit. And the program provides an additional either $250 a weekly benefit or $500 a weekly benefit for up to six months. And so it, it provides a substantial tax-free benefit. That benefit is above and beyond any workers' compensation. It's above and beyond uh, anything you may get from a health and welfare fund. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of unions uh, through, their, through their benefit funds, as you said, provide some level of short-term disability. So this coverage would be on top of that. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And it's a small premium. Yeah, yeah, so the premium, if if you're purchasing $500 a weekly benefit, that premium is $27.50 a month. Okay. And that's the cost of it. And so it's an immaterial amount of money. Yeah. And it gives you the peace of mind of knowing that you'll have some income coming in if something were to happen to you. And because this is something that, that happens to people pretty regularly. I mean, everybody... Uh, you know, has these big life insurance policies for for after they pass to take care of their families, and that's important too. But um, you know, you're probably a lot more likely to need short term disability throughout the course of your career, right? Correct. And and as you look at the statistics out there, about forty eight percent of all mortgage foreclosures are due to a disability, and that's just a staggering amount yeah. of foreclosures due to one specific incident. That frankly is pretty easy to take care of an insurer through your affiliation with the local. So almost half of foreclosures take care take place because somebody got disabled and can't work. Correct. 
Wow. Yeah. So do people people typically get this uh, this type of coverage through their employer, or uh, it's not like you can walk into an insurance agent and buy a short-term disability yeah. plan usually, or how does it work? Yeah, so uh, almost, I would say, pretty much 100% of the time, this is provided by an employer. Mm-hmm. There is basically no marketplace out there for you to buy an individual short-term disability policy. There are individual disability policies that you can purchase. The problem is, is that the way that the industry is situated is that someone in the trades, they don't make it available for, or if they actually right. do make it available for, it's brutally expensive, yeah. and it's really limiting on what it can provide for you. Well, it's a good, it. a good point, I think, yeah. because if you think of uh, who's likely to get injured at work, uh, I was reading some numbers in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago about uh, how many more construction workers get injured on the job than you know other industries or other professions, and it was an enormous jump. So for someone in the construction industry specifically, uh, this would be kind of a no-brainer. Like, you've got to have this. And even if you have some through your benefit fund, uh, this can make the difference between, you know, maybe getting some of your groceries and being able to actually fund your household while you're while you're injured. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Because if you look at the wages that the membership of MCO is earning, they're making really nice money. Right. The trades pay, pay well and have good benefits usually. Correct. And, and so the the short term, the short effect of the trades or the shortcoming in in the environment is the short term disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why this offering through the Midwest Coalition of Labor in affiliation with the locals, it's fantastic that, that your memberships can purchase the coverage. They have the ability to buy through the end of March. No medical questions asked. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's not easily done. So hats off to you. For, Don't see that uh, very sure often, right? That happen with the. Do, uh, the does it have to be a work-related injury to receive the coverage? No. Is there any type of qualifying event? No. No, it's on okay. and off the job coverage. Okay, and it's illness as well. Oh, and and then if you are, if you're pregnant, pregnancy is covered under the plan. I've always heard that that's before great. that pregnancy through some you know some, you know federal government something is considered a disability <laughs> uh so how does that work i mean just out of pure curiosity is it if you have to uh stop working because you're you know in your third trimester and you know that like then you're eligible for uh for disability then huh? yeah so if you're once you're 14 days pregnant if you have a reduction in your ability to work then you're eligible to start you put in a claim and you'll start receiving benefits for the period of time that that you're that you're pregnant for and then it will last either four or six weeks post-pregnancy depending on the type of birth that's interesting so yeah, that's great because i know there's been a little bit of movement within the trades to provide maternity leave but i think it's still nascent in i think eventually we'll see more of it but right now that is a great alternative for a member who's uh you know yeah, pregnant and needs to you know receive that uh that paycheck coming in when when they can't work that's a very good point yeah, for yeah. i mean the way that the way the trades usually tend to work is if you're on the job you get paid if you're not on the job you right. don't get paid so right. there's usually no paid vacation um you know unions build in you know savings mechanisms for that but but you're absolutely right so having uh something in place for you know if you get pregnant or if you get hurt um yeah that's that's fantastic so going back to um you know how do the open enrollment period you said there are no medical questions asked um and if they enroll during this open enrollment period if i got this right that they uh can't be turned down correct okay well that's for a construction worker especially that sounds right. like a, a really important piece correct and so let's talk about what comes up in the phone calls we're getting in the office from your members are mm-hmm. you know what's the limitation of this thing mm-hmm. 
And so there's something called the 312 pre-existing condition clause. So let's say you sign up in the month of March for effective April 1st. The way the language works, if you were treated for something in the three months prior to signing up, and treatment includes medication, treatment is also should you have sought treatment for something. Okay. okay. Then that one specific condition will not be covered the first 12 months you're on the plan. So you're under medication for hypertension. That hypertension will not be covered the first 12 months you're on the plan. But if you have a broken leg, you become sick for something else, you have a heart attack, you have an accident, that will be covered because it's not related to your hypertension. Mm -hmm. After 12 months on the plan, you're covered for the hypertension. Okay. So, for example, if Kevin McDonough, who's one of our show's producers and recently fell to uh, you know a, a basketball injury involving some kids in his neighborhood, uh, that was just a week ago. Killer crossover. It, I mean, turning ankles. Those kids are tough. <laughs> I days. know these kids grow up playing ball. So Kevin had a you know an unfortunate incident. He's walking around with a boot. If he signed up for uh, short-term disability today, he couldn't get covered because that's something that happened and uh, he's been treated for. So, yeah, so sorry, not, Kevin. Not for his broken foot, but <laughs> if he were to become sick or have yeah. a car accident that laid him up, we would cover that. Well, funny you say that. He's actually sick a lot on Friday. So. That's true. Yeah. The Kevin flu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so how can members uh, who are listening, how, uh, if you're a member of a union that's part of the Midwest Coalition of Labor, if this sounds like something that's a good idea for you, and it should, uh, how can they get a hold of you? How can they find out more? So the easiest way to go to our is to go to our website, mm-hmm. and that's at www.groupba.com. So G-R-O-U-P-B-A.com. There is a big blue box. Just click on the box, learn about the program, and you can enroll from there. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the Midwest Coalition of Labor's website, and it's on the cover of their website as well. Okay. Um, and I guess just to go back, like, what? Uh, how would somebody know if – whatever they have going on would qualify under a short-term disability plan you know it's you know that's a great question it's primarily you you can't self-diagnose so Uh if it's something you're you're seeing a doctor for that's causing you a reduction in your ability to work and hence your pay is going to be less because of that that's it will most likely be covered okay can can you also briefly explain the difference between short-term and long-term disability yes yeah so short-term disability typically is a product that has either a three- or a six-month benefit period. And this program has a six-month, so it pays you for up to six months. Up to six okay. months, okay. Long-term is a benefit that may be a five-year benefit or two age 65. Ah. And so that's the difference. And so a lot of times in the workplace, like at WG and Studios, they have a short-term disability pro- policy, I'm guessing, for their employees. Mm-hmm. That ends after six months, and then the long-term kicks in and covers them until age 65. Okay, so it's just got two it. different policies that will take care of you. Hopefully you get better, but just in case Correct. you don't, you've got, you're covered through the yep. end of your career. And, and when you look at short- and long-term disability claims, it's something like 92% of short-term disability claims are resolved before six months. Before they get yeah. to long-term. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just important because for most people, when you start thinking about your budget, you know, life is tough enough. Mm-hmm. It's really tough when you don't have a paycheck coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to Kevin's point, if he had short-term disability, or hopefully he does have short-term disability, maybe he'd have some checks coming in for that foot because I know he was out for a little while. Yeah, he's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. And he's certainly reduced in capability because I sent him to go get me some coffee, and he took <laughs> off with his crutches like 15 minutes ago, and I still haven't seen him. I haven't seen, seen him, him so. either. I know. They should be able to hear this in the hallway. So, Kevin... <laughs> 
Hurry up. <laughs> I'm getting thirsty. Now here. it's impacting his work. I know. Uh, yeah, okay. We've got to file some paperwork here. <laughs> um, so one more time. I'm, the uh, the open enrollment is through the end of March. Correct. Uh, for members of unions that are part of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Um, and what's the website again for them to check out? It's www.groupba.com. So G-R-O-U-P-B-A.com. All right. And yeah. what I would also like to add is, for the open enrollment that's going on now, if you're currently a member of the local and you choose not to participate, mm-hmm. like they, this isn't for me, it's not the right time, this will be the only opportunity to enroll without ever having medical questions asked. Yeah. And so it's not going to be an annual open enrollment. This is a one-shot only to get in. Good to know. That's really good to know. I know that with um, the life insurance offering through the MCL, they do an annual open enrollment. So folks, a lot of times will be like, I'll just get it next year. But for this short-term disability, this is a this is a one-time open enrollment. If you want to get in with no medical questions asked, do it before the end of March um, because that's an opportunity you're not going to find anywhere else. Correct. Um, okay. Well, uh, listeners, everybody, we've got to take a break, but uh, we've been here with Joel Babbitt, the president of Group Benefit Associates. And, uh, you know, thank you so much again for coming in, Joel. Thank you. We'll be back right after these messages uh, with more Workers Mike here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers Mike, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to the Workers Mike, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor here on 720 WGN. I'm Ed Maher here with Phil Davidson. And we've got Casey Martin. Casey, you are the president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Casey. I appreciate it. Yeah. How are you doing, Phil? We're good, man. Um, so we had you in uh, probably about a year ago now, um, you know, talking a little bit about what, uh, you know, what credit unions do and why they're a little bit, uh, maybe say, more friendly than banks uh, for consumers. So um, why don't you tell us just a little bit of, again about what makes a credit union different than a bank? So, sure. So uh, from the legal standpoint, the boring aspect, it's a not-for-profit organization, so we don't have to pay taxes. Okay. Uh, but from the you know human element or the human aspect of it, it you know we serve communities, and I think uh, one of the things that was told to me is that the credit union movement began with the simple idea that people could achieve a better standard of living for themselves and others by pooling their savings and making loans to neighbors and coworkers. So it started as just yeah. a community kind of let's let's put our money here and try to lift everybody up and spread a little bit of money around the neighborhood. You got it. So yeah, and then there's two types of credit unions that exist. They're called community credit unions and the simple way to think about this is like you just put you grab a map, you put a pin on it and you draw a circle around that 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 pin and that pin would be representative of like a branch and it serves that area. And then there's another type of credit union. They're called closed field of memberships. They service select employer groups or SEGs. Uh-huh. Us, that's us. We're closed field of membership. We serve only the union workers, the union construction workers. Obviously, there's a couple other types of unions out there. Uh, but here in the Chicagoland and growing area, anything that's part of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Okay, so members of unions, uh, and I'm guessing immediate family as well, Correct. Uh, can open an account, take advantage of any of the, the loan products, credit cards, all those uh, all those types of things. Exactly. And and so the, what I always like to say is like, you know, uh, when, when you make a deposit to the credit union, you're supporting the cause. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, that, that money that you're depositing into the credit union is going to another brother or sister of yours, you know, 
potentially right down the street. Right. And I mean, mortgages, awesome. car loans, basically all the same range of financial products that you'd find at any bank. Um, it's just the, the same thing kind of on a little bit maybe more friendly, favorable terms than a bank because, you know, as you said, you're nonprofit. So. Yeah, and that's exactly right. So I think, you know, we, uh, we like, I like to say, like, you know, we are about use, not juice. Uh, um, use us more, the more volume, the better, the stronger the credit union mm-hmm. gets, the lower the loan rates, the higher the deposit rates. And that's, and that's exactly what we're trying. That's exactly what the goal so is. So it's communal, basically. Exactly, yeah. yeah. How many, I had a question, how many truck loans do you hold, pickup truck loans? Oh, truck loans specific. <laughs> I can tell you we have about 1,100 auto loans Large portion of that yes. is trucks. A lot of yeah. F-150s, I'm guessing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of F-150s, and, uh, Rams, and uh, Silverados on the yeah. books. Yeah. Got it. I've been at a few union meetings this week for different unions, and uh, it's it's always trucks. That's the parking it. lot is always full of trucks. That's it. And they are expensive these days. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, off the lot, it's not it's not uncommon to see them now going for 80 or 90. Isn't yeah. that crazy? And good thing they get favorable rates from the Midwest Credit Union. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right, folks future former potential truck shoppers out there mm-hmm. um, but you said that you're nonprofit. so let's say um a bank uh you know bank of america i don't know maybe i shouldn't use them as, as an example but uh, any big bank any big bank yeah, um yeah. if they have a good year if their investments go well if a lot of people are you know putting in deposits that just translates to a higher stock price for shareholders and it translates to their CEO probably bringing home, you know, $25, $30 million in bonuses, in bonuses and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so, yeah, it, you, you're, you're, um, you hit it right on the head. So w- with the credit union, as a depositor, you're actually an owner. Uh-huh. And so think about it is you're, all, you're, you're a member of the bank, you're the credit union, you're depositing your money, but you're also buying shares. Right. Um, you, you could go buy shares of J.P. Morgan, Bank of any, any you know any of those out there, or you could deposit your money here, and you're actually a shareholder. So for us, uh, and, and uh, we we just did this. We had a great 2023, mm-hmm. and uh, what we did is we issued a special dividend because you're a shareholder, and and that's how you think about credit unions. And that's uh, we issued a hundred thousand dollars special dividend. So basically, uh, your funds that were on deposit. Over over the course of the year, and, and you can think about it like an interest payout. Right. Select. We we didn't have to, but we did it because right. the, the money's not ours; it's our members. Exactly. And, and, and we're going to give it back. And and, and I think uh, you know what I've said the other day is this is kind of the starting line for us financially. We're as healthy as we've ever been, mm-hmm. and as long as we continue to have that support. Uh, our members making deposits, our, our borrowers selecting us versus another uh, another entity out there, we, we can and will do this in the future. Yeah, if, I mean, if it, if it continues to grow, um, as the Midwest Coalition of Labor continues to grow, if the, the use of the credit union continues, then there's no reason that this, uh, that this shouldn't you know, hopefully be the start of something great. It, Does that money get spread out evenly uh, amongst Yeah, so in- the $100,000, that was yeah. an approved amount, and it yeah. was paid out like on a pro rata basis based upon how much you had on deposit Got it. at the mm-hmm. credit union over the course of the year. Cool. And we can issue those at any time. Right. Um, the, the end of the year is easy because you're looking at your financials and you can see what you've made for the year yep um so that's an easy point but we can do that you know in march we can do that in june we can do that in september it's 
it, it can be whenever, mm-hmm. just based upon how things are going. I mean, that's that's just one example. Because I've had a, an account at the credit union, I want to say, for about 16 years now, maybe. Um, and uh, I'll, always, I'll always keep my account there. Um, but in addition to giving the money back to the members, I mean, even with the financial products that you offer, I remember during the uh, the Great Recession, like 2009, 10, 11, when people were, you know, em- unemployment in the construction industry was running at like 50%. We were feeding people out of boxes. Um, there was a program, the Skip a Payment program, where everybody who had a loan got sent out two coupons. And it was like, if you can't, if you can't do it this month, just mail in the coupon. Sure, you'll get the the month added on at the end of your loan, but there's not going to be any you know there's not going to be any adverse sort of effect on your credit. Anything no late like penalty. That. Yeah. And and it was crazy because so many people used it because so many people needed it. Um, but at that time, people didn't think that that was something that was even possible because what bank was doing that? Oh, the economy is bad. I mean. If for a bank, I think when the economy gets bad, they just circle the wagons and try to figure out ways to you know hit people more for uh, for uh, you know non sufficient funds yeah, or something like that. Um, but uh, but the credit union did something, and I understand that's something that that's ongoing. That people are allowed to skip a payment if if times are tough and something happens. Yeah, so you're right that that happened during the Great Recession. That 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 policy came out. It was a one time thing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came around. I think I think we did this three years ago. We talked about this at the board level, and we we put together basically we have an ongoing skip a pay program. Uh, now, not now, it's not going to end unless you know somebody tell, tells me to stop it. Yeah, but um, don't stop it, yeah, Casey. Yeah, don't. we won't. We yeah. won't. And I think and, and that's part of like when we talk about our that closed field of membership. Right. A lot of our workers uh, don't work in in the winter, so income gets tight in the mm-hmm. winter. And so we, uh, the, uh, the plan that we have out there now, you can skip two payments per year uh, with the idea that January and February are tough months for the, you know, the, trades, uh, the trades workers here in the, in the uh, Midwest, yeah. and up to six per, per loan. So if you think about this, if you get an auto loan, you know, the, the old, old adage was you know five-year auto loan right now, and I know those are pushing uh, longer based upon prices rising or whatever. Right. The, but you know, if you need, if you need, that could potentially be one skip per year if you need it in a bad time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- and those don't affect your credit. It shows up on credit as a normal on-time payment. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing if you need it. Obviously, I, I would tell you, like you know, the faster you can pay off the loan, the less interest you're paying is better for you if you can. But you know, there's a reality that things happen. Yeah, yeah. We got has- so much good feedback about that when you did it during the onset of the pandemic. Because uh, there's a lot of members, obviously, who were out of work during that, um, especially our, our our carpenters who were working inside trade show guys, and they, you know, they, they wrote good. us and told us like how meaningful that was to them to have that uh, that safety net. Good, I mean, yeah. and that's the point, right? I think I, uh, you know, the, I always say, and I'll I'll tell you guys when we're like, if you're getting in trouble, reach out before there's a problem. Like, if you see a problem coming, reach out now. Mm-hmm. It's easier to help when the problem's coming rather than. You, you got to admit it to yourself, and there is some guys out there, uh, people that are out there that you know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think I think financial distress is something that people. It's it's something that uh, don't avoid it. Don't think about it today. But the reality is, the sooner that you get on top of it, you got it. The sooner you can come to a, a solution. And to that end, I know that there was a program that you guys had uh, had done that was promoted. Uh, to a lot of your members, uh, it was a debt consolidation program. Yes. Um, and I had heard a couple of stories from members who had done it, 
And it was on a, just a much more favorable program than what you'd find at like a bank or one of these commercials you see on daytime TV that's ultimately just trying to rip you off a little bit. Yeah, so there's a couple things, right? First of all, our debt consolidation program, you're going to see much better rates than what you're going to... And, and for the most part, usually how these things play out is that people have got too large balances on their credit cards. Right. High, high 20s, potentially 30, depending on if it's a store-specific card or whatever. Yeah. And you're looking at, you know, depending on credit. I, everything's depending on credit. But substantial savings on interest, the interest rate, like you add it like, oh, this rate is this, this rate is this, this is oh, oh, here's one debt consolidation rate that is substantially lower. One payment. And then also it's going to, Long-term, it should affect your credit positively because it should open up utilization on those mm-hmm. cards. Don't use them again, right. but you know, like, it improves right. your credit. And then, so you're going to get a better rate. You can, you, can get it, you can get control of this. And then the second thing uh, what, you know, I would talk about for us rather than you know, the, the online guys is what you'll see a lot of times is an application or origination fee. And that's either a, a set amount, like $500, or it's a percentage of the total debt consolidation loan. There is none of that for us. It is, uh, we just take it all. There's no, there's no application fee. There's no processing fee. There's no origination. No fees on the debt consolidation. Just one loan payment, and you're paying the interest to the community that we're trying to support. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that that speaks to the whole mission of credit unions, where it's not just about, you know, seeing an opportunity to squeeze a few bucks out of somebody or squeeze a few extra bucks out of somebody. Um, it's it's you're trying to help someone. So yeah, that exactly. Five There's years an altruism now, component. Yeah, ten yeah. years from now, when that when you know things get better and work gets better, that that person is you know got a lot of money in their account and it can be loaned out to other members, or they're taking out a, a truck loan for one of these ninety thousand dollar trucks, which ten years from now will probably cost you know two hundred thousand. <laughs> Who knows? We're right. all going to be living in shanties. And you and you offer credit cards. We do. Yeah. We, we actually um, it's one of the like best kept secrets for a long time. We actually have a credit card. We don't offer rewards mm-hmm. um that's just not our like our style yeah but uh the interest rate on it is literally half the market rate now what's that what's so the interest like rate? so the, well it depends on your credit but right, it, right, it, of course. it we offer fit with these are fixed rates too it's, it's somewhere between nine percent on the low side and 14 percent on the high side so wow. even if you're on the high side of that still much less than the market rate. yeah right? i think yeah. even with good credit you're still somewhere in the 20s right now probably if you're applying for a new it, card it's with with excellent credit, I think you're in the high teens. Okay. So, but with apples to apples, if you're getting a high teens rate card over there, you're going to get the eight or nine with us. So that's still half of what. Yeah. Right. That's half of what you um that's out there. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, like we do these things, and I'll talk about this real quick. We actually have a promo on our credit cards going right now, a balance transfer promo, and so it's four percent for the next nine months. And so one of the things you, you might hear is like, well, I've seen those 0% for 12 months or something like that, right? 0%. What I would tell you is also every one of those offers comes with a balance transfer fee of 5%. Right. So you're paying 5% up front for the right to pay 0% for the next That's 12 months. That's a really months. good deal. Ours has no balance transfer fee. So if you think about that, you're going to pay, you're able to throw more money at are the at the balances that are on our card immediately and throughout the year so you can see that that's actually a probably a better deal absolutely and once again the money stays within our community yeah right well and i know for mortgages you were saying you're um if somebody has a mortgage 
it uh, if the mortgage is sold, it's not getting sold off to a bank. It's going to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And sure, know. yeah. So we have a partner, uh, member member first mortgage. They're out of uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. We work with them on the underwriting. They help us with that eighty page package. Right. That everyone is familiar who there's ever bought a house or refinanced. They're, they help us with all of that paperwork. And uh, the the agreement we have with them, if if we don't hold the loan. We, we do hold loans. If we don't hold the loan, it'll be sold off to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac and a member first mortgage. They have a service organization that will service it. So it's being serviced by a credit yeah. union. You got it. it okay. A credit union service organization. Yes. I got gotcha. you. And, and you know what? And if you don't want to pay them, you pay us and we'll take care of it for you too. Right. That, that, so, so from, I mean, soup to nuts, it's, you guys are just, it's all about um, finding ways to make your, the, the group that you're serving just things a little bit easier, things a little yeah. bit cheaper, make people feel like they're not getting squeezed. That's exactly the point. And you'll you'll actually also even help restore people's credit, right? Who might have made some bad decisions earlier in their careers, yeah. and Rebuild you know, have, yeah, have difficulty, which is which is very common, like half the country now at this point. But and and you have instruments that'll help them restore we, that, right? As do, much as you can, we do. And um, like I, 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 not under the table or anything, we work very closely with Union Legal Services. Right. They've got the credit uh, specialists over there. The credit counseling uh, repair. Uh, Russ Keller, he's great. Um, you know, and uh, his his guidance is phenomenal. And then there's some things that are just plain, plain, not, plain for us to see, right? You know, if it, sometimes it's a very low credit card, uh, you know, a $100 credit card to just get it restarted, you know? So, right. Um, and, we, and we tell people how to use it, like, Put put something on it and pay it off immediately. Never pay us. I'm, I'm telling you, like never pay us interest. And there's how you can build credit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so like we take a loss on it, but that's not you know this. It's not a money making product. We're not trying like that's it's what that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. To improve uh, lives, credit, build credit. So yeah, giving those better. low balance you cards just so somebody can have some payment history. You, yeah, and recreated. then if if we can't even get you there, we offer shared secured cards, right? So you have the money on deposit with us. Mm-hmm. And then we can protect ourselves that way as if we need. And, and that's only if we need to. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you offer a ton of things. You guys do amazing work. Um, I'm proud to be you know, a part of the credit union for almost two decades now. Um, but if uh, somebody wants to find out more, it's open to people who are members or family members of someone who's in a, an MCL member union. Uh, where can they find out more? Thank you. Actually, so this is one of our, uh, we launched our new website this summer. So mm-hmm. you would actually go to www mclcu.org. I'll say that again. mclcu.org. All right. Well, that's uh, that's great, and thank you so much for coming in today, and uh, hopefully everybody will uh, get on there and check it out and open up an account. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thank Casey. you. We'll be back in a few minutes with more Workers Mike here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers Mike, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back to the Workers Mike on WGN 720. I'm Phil Davidson here with Ed Maher. That was a great segment we had there with Casey, wasn't it? It was. I like Casey a lot. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Good his egg. Dad was a union member and, uh, you know, smart kid and handsome. I Very tell handsome. You. Yeah. Yeah. What a looker. Tall uh, drink of water as well. Indeed. Um, so what's uh, what's going on for the weekend? Uh, let's see. So this Saturday, I will be attending the uh, awards at the A. Philip Randolph uh, National 
Pullman Porter Museum. Okay. That's uh, a mouthful. Yeah, it's, it is a lot. Uh, man, I can't even do the acronym for that one. But uh, It's a lot of P's. A lot of P's, right. My boss, Gary Perinar, the Executive Secretary Treasurer of the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council, is getting an award as a change agent from the museum. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool. It's a big black tie event. Um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, Speaker Welch uh-huh. is going to be honored this year for the Gentle Warrior Award. And uh, it's a celebration of labor. Um, a. Philip Randolph, who was well, you know an icon in the labor movement mm-hmm. and everything he did for the porters um, who here in Chicago. And um, yeah, they recognize leaders from throughout Chicago and the state for their work they've done uh, to help the working class to help working class families and um, yeah gary's getting recognized for what he's done uh especially as you know as it pertains to uh disadvantaged communities right and finding opportunities for them so um nice uh nice honor for gary that's and awesome i'll be there with them with uh, some other people from the union and uh yeah it should be a good event well congratulations to gary for for getting that gary Perinar. yeah um, also a board member of the midwest coalition also a board member right um but uh but no that's that's fantastic it's great to see um, union leaders recognized for the things that they're doing, um, you know, in the community like that. Yep. Because it, it so often goes unnoticed, and it shouldn't. No, absolutely. So, well, that's great news. Thank you. Um, we have a little bit of uh, of other good news. We talked in February, or not February, I'm sorry, December, about the governor of Nebraska. His name's Jim Pillen. Uh, and he, at that time, the gov- government was trying to give money to the state of Nebraska to... For lunches? Uh, for To pay for, you yeah. know, impoverished kids to eat lunch at school. It's something we've talked about a great deal on the show. I think it's kind of just a pet project of mine. Yeah. I, mean, I think all of ours. It just makes sense. Um, and at the time, Nebraska's governor, Jim Pillen, had said, that's welfare. We don't do welfare in Nebraska. So it's like, whatever, kids, you know, I don't know, find something to eat or don't or whatever. And it was it was pretty hard. Yeah, that's, that's sustenance. It's not welfare. I mean, you I need agree. that to live. And these are kids. They're yeah. not lazy because they can't work unless they live in maybe Iowa. They, they might be letting like <laughs> yeah, uh, six, seven-year-olds work, work at 12, there, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, we kicked uh, kicked Governor Pillen around the studio a little bit for this. Um, but he actually has made an about face on it. And uh, word must have gotten to him. You know, yeah. I, I think I think you're right. I'll yeah. get to that in a second. But yeah, uh, he's going to accept 18 million dollars in federal funds, and it's going to go to uh, provide uh, like 40 bucks a month for groceries to about 150 thousand families that live under the poverty line. So he's trying to help these kids eat. Um, An about face. It is, because as late as December 29th, he was refusing to uh, accept it and still called it welfare. And then remember, this is free money coming from the government, probably yeah. from the tax payments of you know some of the, the states that pay more in taxes than they receive. The donor so, states, yeah. The, the donor states, that, that's right. So he's going to accept it. Some kids are going to get some meals. He said that uh, a bunch of kids showed up on a lobbying day. And he heard the stories, looked at their faces, realized they weren't just a bunch of little money grubbers. Yeah. And uh, had their hands out. Yeah. Yeah. But I will also say uh, he faced a lot of criticism over this. It really upset people, considering that this governor is uh, a hog farmer Mm. and he owns a pork processing plant. Interesting. Which has received numerous rounds of federal subsidies uh, to lower his costs, keep him in business, especially during COVID. So. Uh, I think he was, uh, I don't know, he was outed as a uh, government money taker in his personal life, and what's good enough for him should sure be good enough for the hungry kids of Nebraska. Well, we're taking full credit for this also, That's right. right? Yeah. That's, uh, chalk that. Put it on the board, Kevin. That's right. All we're right. changing policy on this show. 
Well, we've uh, we've about run out of time, so just want to say thanks to the guests for coming in. Yeah. Thank you, as always, Phil. It's See a everyone pleasure. at Beyonda. That's right. We're going to be at Cafe Beyonda next week, 1924 South State Street, from 2 to 5. Uh, remember to come on out, T-shirts, uh, guests, check out Kevin's boot, and uh, we will look forward to seeing you at Cafe Beyonda. The preceding episode of The Worker's Mike was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mike, visit WGNRadio.com.